0: Yeah.
1: If the kids with braces aren't getting a headache, you're doing it wrong.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello again. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Table. Where our tables are not necessarily round, but we think they are. And <laughs> <laughs> my name is Fitz Walker. Joining me is Lee Ray. Hey, hey, everybody. And, of course, Terry Dunn.
1: What the heck are you talking about? Who
2: the hell <laughs> he's, knows? <laughs>
0: he's, he's got a weird table in front of him. <laughs>
2: uh, my table is rectangular, so I don't know what... And I know Lee's is also rectangular-ish. Uh-uh. You
0: so, know I have a corner... I have, a, I have one of those corner tables oh l-shaped then yeah
1: well regardless we're all frauds
0: what? Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the table podcast <laughs> where we talk about tables coffee tables <laughs> we have that episode of Seinfeld where the book actually is a coffee table all right <laughs> I missed that one it's good oh it's awesome <laughs> I'm gonna put that on the collage just to see if anybody caught that <laughs> all right so all right. enough about tables how about some uh, rc stuff RC stuff okay I guess we're just gonna
2: jump right into it and first up something Terry you mentioned this I had no idea this was out I guess I I don't get out much of course I had a kind of a busy week out of the pocket but e-flight has a new airplane which is no surprise of course but this one is a twin and not only is it a twin it's a cargo plane and uh, not only is it a cargo plane, it's a pretty fancy cargo plane. They're calling it the EC 1500 Twin 1. 1.5 meter bind and fly. Of course, it has AS3X Lee and Safe. Uh, yeah, so. I,
1: the thing is just to give it anymore, right? Yeah. Do we even need to bring that up?
2: No, I don't think they make anything that doesn't have that. If it doesn't have yeah. it, they're like, wait, what's wrong? So, 60 inch wingspan, basically.
1: Uh, yeah, of 1500 course. 1,500 millimeters, 1. 1.5 meters. Yeah, it's yeah. all the same.
2: Yeah. Of course the first thing when I saw is like hey isn't that a C27 basically uh and uh, what's a C27 Basically take a C130 and take out two of the
1: engines. Was that a production thing? Yeah, yeah, look it up.
2: It's a real plane.
1: Huh. Okay.
2: I don't think it was made by Lockheed, but it—it's it, basically somebody said, "Hey, I think it's, it's made by Bob." It's made by Bob.
0: Heed. <laughs> he, he had an extra C-130 lying around. You know what I could do? It's like we want to make put some big ass props on those two engines of the outboard. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. It's like we, we want to make C-130s, but we don't have enough money for all the engines, so just put two on. Uh, so i'll use less fuel <laughs> yeah less fuel.
0: <laughs> all right we're off we're getting off already
2: uh so uh this was pretty interesting uh far more interesting than initially i thought because uh, i said that's oh, kind of neat uh of course being a cargo plane it's got a working cargo door and you can drop things out the back which i really liked uh some uh, interesting big uh scimitar shaped props uh did you see the video on this yes did you leave yes. I did. Okay, because I was going to stop the show and make you watch the video before I went (laughs) on. No, I saw it.
1: Please don't watch the video during the show.
2: Uh, No, but anybody listening to this and has not seen the video, watch the video. This thing, if you want to see a cargo plane doing hoverbatics, practically, and uh, snap rolls, what do you do? He did a flat spin with it, Uh, and and a really quick takeoff. it's got floats. They put floats on the thing.
1: Yeah, optional floats and snow skis.
2: And snow skis, yeah, for so you northerners. So
1: with the flat spin, I was assuming that it had differential thrust, but I didn't notice that I listed in the box. I don't the either. Box. I was
2: thinking the same thing. Is it? Did he just do a flat spin, or did he put differential thrust in it? Yeah. Uh, of course, that's yeah, a... I assume
1: yeah, you could just program it if yeah. it's not already there. But... Yeah,
2: I've done that before with twins. Uh, let me just run down a list of things. So, this has got five-blade counter-rotating props. Oh, I didn't realize they're counter-rotating. Yes, they are. Look at yeah, that.
1: which... That's uh, I can't decide if that's good or bad. Good because they look neat, but bad because what if you break one? It's not an off-the-shelf replacement.
2: Uh, Well, these props are not off-the-shelf. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: So, or just reverse the motor if you need to put, you know, APC props or something on it.
1: Well, but then if it's running five blades, how, no, no. how much bigger would it go for two blades or even three blades, and is there enough clearance?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I did notice that the KVs on the motors are a little bit low, hence the big five-blade props on it. So you're, kinda, you're right. You're kind of locked into those particular props.
0: I mean, they should almost just say get a free bag of props with per- every purchase. Yeah. And
1: props are $12
2: each. Uh, okay. The only other option is, I don't know what they say for speed controllers. You could say run a 6S in it. And then you can run normal size props.
0: Yeah, yeah we're getting far off base. Yeah, on. we are. Let, let's go. Well, speaking of S, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's he's already monster sizing it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of S, they're saying 3 to 4S, uh, up to 6,000 hour batteries. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge yeah.
0: batteries. Well going to car- be huge.
2: Huge. Well, there's huge. a cargo plane, right? So you got the big battery cargo. Yeah, just don't drop the battery on the back. (laughs) Yeah, drop the battery on the back. (laughs) Oh, I think I need that.
1: (laughs) So you're right, Fitz. It's only a 650 kV motor. Yeah. With a 40-amp speed control. So yeah, that's how they get away with running that many blades. Mm. Interesting.
2: Yeah, very interesting.
1: But it seems to work well.
2: Uh, A whole bunch of servos. Now, did you see the flap? You can select your flap size. There's three control surfaces on each wing.
0: Yeah, and you can mix that. and match. Yeah, the timber has that kind of feature where you can play around. Yeah, and this is flaps. times
1: three instead of times two, like in a timber. And the flaps are designed to extend in the opposite direction, too. So
0: I guess you could do like spoilers.
2: You can do spoilers, Superfly. F- yeah, 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 reflex. A crow. Crow. Yeah. crow. Like
0: entire flapper on, yeah, because you can get all three together. Now, that would be interesting a crow.
1: Yeah.
0: Drop that sucker out of the sky, plop it down. So yeah well, shoot, I figured I figured what you wanted to do was put reverse uh, ESCs on there. So when you get the other thing lands, you just reverse those propellers. Vroom! big it go backwards. Reverse beta? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's next. You can do that.
2: You can do so, that.
1: So that's the question, right? Usually with a plane like this, it's a little bit more generic and yeah. it's the the go getters that kinda tear into it and give the cargo door and the floats and things like that. But they're they're giving all that to you out of the box, yeah so what's left to do? have fun I yeah there's that sure lots of people like to just open the box and tear it up well on
0: well, well, uh, I was going to say, Andre from RC After Hours posted something on their page, and he already had some paint scheme ideas coming out there. So, mm. obviously, I think that's going to be a huge canvas for people to, to mess around with. Yeah,
2: it yeah. big canvas. It, it also being basically a scale model, you can look and see what the real ones
1: have been painted in different libraries. So, do you think it really is a C27? They're just not calling it that?
2: I think so. It may be copyright issues. I mean, it may be slightly different, but when I looked at the picture, it looks a lot like a C27.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong.
2: It's okay. brother from another mother, baby.
1: No, no, it's completely different. The C27 has six-bladed props.
2: Oh, okay. See, there you go. So different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not even the same ballpark.
2: Um, uh, although, it would be nice if it had retracks, but I won't, I won't knock it too much for that. If you want something. Yeah, but
0: it comes with skis. I mean, you have retracts or you have it included a little skis here. Yeah. So I figured Terry was pick- going to jump on that.
1: It comes with the skis, but you have to buy the floats. Is uh, that how it works? Correct. Uh, that was, is that okay. what
2: it is? Okay. It'd be neat to take the skis and like skim across the water and see if it... Hydroplane. <laughs> <hides your> <laughs> <laughs> Boy,
1: I guess it's not going to sink.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, we forgot about the one last thing about it, is it has provisions for cameras in two different places. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about. The All the, the normal hacks you would think of for or off the shelf now. So uh, the, you remove the nose cone, and then you got a spot for a GoPro or a FPV cam. And well, then,
2: I wonder if there was yeah. a gunship version of the C-27. <laughs> there we go. I don't know. It,
1: it's an Italian design, right? That's gunships yeah. are kind of an American thing. Uh,
2: The AC-27 was proposed gunship for the U.S. Air Force. Huh. Uh, I don't know if they ever...
1: Wait, is this an Italian thing?
2: Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, maybe Alinea. Yeah, yeah. AC-27, yeah. Gunship Light. There's a gunship bird. Oh, it's got a little pod thing on the top. Ooh. That's actually kind of neat looking.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, there you, you go. Hey. Now, so, you need that new IX 20 radio coming out so you can have all the little turrets moving. <laughs> different control services.
2: Well, it doesn't have uh, turrets like you would like a B 17, but there is well, a. It, it could. <laughs> there is a Gunship version that's slightly different. Interesting. Right. Well, yeah, it
1: looks like a lot of fun. It looks very versatile. It They're does. are not giving them away. No. The, the oh, price oh, oh. point's a little higher than I would have expected, even though it is a fairly big airplane. And with twin motors and all that, so yeah, yeah it's it, not crazy, but it's not cheap either.
2: Looks like they're asking three ninety-nine. That's bind
1: and fine for the low so no price receiver, $3.99. <laughs> how much would you pay?
2: <laughs> but wait, there's more.
1: And uh, if you get it without the receiver, uh, I think you save thirty bucks.
2: Oh, okay. So, uh, so there you have it. Although it does look like the most fun transport model that I've ever seen. So. <laughs>
1: okay so it has re-
2: lights too oh yeah lights forgot about that
1: we haven't talked about radio yet
2: rocket option you can. <laughs> there you go yeah see
1: all right yeah um, of course you want to
2: put rockets next to foam
1: <laughs> hey people do turbine powered foam models now
2: yeah yeah i saw one uh <clears throat> did you see that lee at
0: scoby A couple of weeks ago, the the two F-22s. F-22s, yeah. Yeah, one was. Did I tell you? But I did. did, Was it you I told the guy? The, the two F-22s were getting in line, and the, and the the guy with the EDF, the electric one, went right to the back of the F-22 oh, with the turbine. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think you want to get away from there. <laughs> yeah. Like a dolly painting a nose few right seconds. Off. Yeah. You got to
2: melt that nose off of it. Oh, it was funny. Uh, I laughed. But, I like, I, just, I was hoping to see that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Do, yes, continue. So Two things, though, no, just to keep on it for one second. Yeah. Um, a, uh, I didn't realize they had make turbines that small. I talked to the guy. He said it was a King Tech K30, um, which was, uh, I think, relatively new, really small, and not that expensive, relatively speaking, for little turbines. Uh, and B, the performance was actually about the same as the 90 mil EDF. It really didn't see much difference other than, of course, one, the turbine ran a lot longer. He had, you know, probably eight minutes of runtime versus three or four for the f 22 uh, smells better too. It smells better, and it sounded really neat. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just a foamy. That was really, really. I saw that. I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I think I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it may, have, it might have better vertical. I, I, they didn't really do anything because they have the, they weren't really doing that kind of maneuvering. But I just thought that was interesting. That if you're flying 90 minimally or EDFs, they they do, they got about the same performance of a similar-sized turbine, just huh. not the runtime. Which I was surprised, but
1: it'd be, it would be interesting to have an A and B column to compare the differences, including cost.
2: Yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to have two of them set up and just ring them out and really test it to see what their true differences are. Because who, who knows about flying styles either? There's two different guys, so they may have different flying styles. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, I just.
0: <laughs> okay, I have to interject here. <laughs> Because I had my page pulled up for the C-27. It's kind of what we're looking at here. But you guys got to go look up. Everybody go type in uh, C-27 Operation Magnet or Project Magnet. Excuse me. This is—they got a C twenty-seven with this huge device on the back of it that is listed here is to design to study UFOs. And I'm like, if I'm gonna no. do, if I'm gonna do a scale replica, this is the model I'm gonna build. It's actually got the word Project Magnet on the tail. It's like that's so cool. It's just—it's just like this big black thing stuck to the back of it. It's like people are gonna go ask lots of questions. And I think it's just one of those. Hey, let me tell you what I was doing. That's hilarious. Oh, I see it. It's Look at Project Magnet. Uh,
2: yeah, that's really neat. It's, it's a U.S. <laughs> Navy library. That's a, kind of a nice paint scheme on it.
0: It is, yeah.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, there's a really be- weird black bar thing on top.
0: Yeah. It's all it's all black. You know, it's stealthy. You'd have it's no like idea Matt, what's inside it. Is it for an Earth
2: <laughs> magnetic field or something they
0: are measuring? I don't know. It says study of UFOs. It doesn't say magnet. Anyway, just uh, give, there's lots of know. options out there. I would not around. want to
1: be on board that thing
0: when they flip the switch. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, got the watch on. His his hand comes off the yoke and stuck to the ceiling of the plane. <laughs> I can't fly. Uh, yeah, nineteen fifty. Wow.
1: Well, yeah, they right. used to uh, have the uh, planes probably during World War II that had the big ring around them. They were supposed to set off mines.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mines. And I think some fun. could actually detect subs too. I think they had. Oh, some. really? Yeah. They, did, they detected a magnetic field being disturbed and said, hey, there may be a sub there. Drop something on it. <laughs> All right,
0: guys. If you guys have the $400 to fork over for this EC-1500, uh, consider Project Magnet as your <laughs> library. You um, be not
1: just a cosmetic thing. you
0: got to make it a real electromagnet. <laughs> the lights, <laughs> of course you have to basic make it succeed finding a ufo yeah i was thinking right. to have either a ufo
2: trailing it or
0: have a ufo attached to it somehow or something get a friend yeah. terry would help yeah. me on that one yeah
1: if the kids with braces aren't getting a headache you're doing sure. it wrong <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh wow well. all, right. all well, right yeah i liked it i was gonna say was there anything else i wanted to mention oh i, I was just gonna tug in cheek to terry from our podcast last time but uh when it looks for excuse me when it has the list of completion guide items? Yeah, it just has a six-channel radio. Hmm, imagine that.
2: Six-channel and a, no battery?
0: <laughs> Only a six-channel radio. I'm just I'm tongue in cheeking on his oh. comment. Yeah, if you, have if you don't have want eight to eight open the back
1: door.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're saying six or seven. I don't. I'd say to have real fun, you'd want to eight or nine so you can do all the cool mixing and stuff.
0: Oh, I agree. Yeah, if you're going to do, especially if you're going to do Project Magnet, yeah. with the IX12 <laughs> man, <laughs> you got to make a whole bunch of bells and whistles go Good. off.
1: You got to have one of those big brass switches on your transmitter. <laughs> Crank it up. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: When you t- you turn it on, you go wah 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 yeah. wah. <laughs> <laughs> These are UFO in the city. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could
0: do a whole performance uh, show with this plane. You know, you could mm. have a and it have some narrators like in 1950. <laughs> the U.S. Navy <laughs> put together a plan. <laughs> uh, okay, wow. Well. Okay, hold on. Before we
1: leave this, what about this early access program? I was not familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Insert Cricket sounds here. Allows yeah, Horizon retailers for you to have select new
2: announcements in store up so, to a week.
1: So apparently some of these were in hobby shops when they kicked it off. Interesting. And you could you know, see the announcement online and go down and buy it. Hmm. And when you look online now, it says they're on back order. So I guess maybe the initial shipment got distributed and then they announced it. I, I don't know the details, but this is kind of interesting.
2: Wow, that is interesting. That's really nice. So they make an early announcement, sent it to the uh, brick-and-mortar stores. So they get a jump on it. That's really good. I like that.
1: Yeah. So now we're talking mid-August, which is
2: next week. Not oh, um, to ask my local hobby shop if they have it. so curiosity. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. it's, we can pool our money together and make it happen.
2: Yeah, we can. What do you do? What do you do? Like full scale? We have a, a buy-in. Yeah. You have it one weekend. I have it the other weekend. Fractional
1: ownership. Sure. Fractional, ownership. fractional
2: ownership. That's it. Yeah. Get a fractional well, ownership.
0: Yeah. We could, we could have a blast at best in the <laughs> other events. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, I'd be all day just throwing stuff out the back of it. I, <laughs>
1: got a junk of was it, surprised,
0: drop out the back. I was going to say, I was surprised Terry didn't say, that's perfect for the little parachute guy I gave you.
1: It would be, oh, yeah. yeah. I was surprised they didn't drop one of those in the video.
2: Yeah, they dropped oh, a little dropped toy
0: car or something.
1: Yeah,
2: and uh, it went
0: bouncing down the runway. <laughs> yeah, it destroyed it. We need a hundred. We need a hundred soldiers coming out of the back of that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: carpet bomb with soldiers.
0: And... We'll all done.
1: right, all right. So the title of this show is going to be "But We Digress." But we Maybe we should just rename the whole podcast to that.
2: <laughs> yes. It's the EC One Five
1: Fifteen Hundred Show. Yeah. All right. So, are we done? Do we, we,
0: don't, we don't do this show for our listeners. We just do this because we love talking about this <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. What are like, all oh, right, I got a great idea for this play. Oh, <laughs> uh, listeners! <laughs> it's not like you're paying us, guys. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you're getting what you're paid for. I was going to say, you're on our dollar. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the boss of me.
2: I do what I want.
0: Cash yeah. me outside. <laughs> Oh, boy. you got going
2: to listen to what we talk about and like it.
0: Well, I don't know if Horizon Hobby ever listens to us, but boy, I sure would like to get something like this in our hands to, to have fun. Yeah, with. it'd
2: be really nice if we got something like this in our hands. We could do so much interesting things if we just had one.
0: We would seriously review this one.
2: Oh, we would review the heck out of it. It'd be reviewed so hard, you'd have to send another one.
1: Oh, oh boy, <laughs> groveling is not a pretty color on you guys. Uh, and groveling is the nice term. I can think of another term that is not so neutral. They're going to send me a
0: drone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving on. I think moving we better on. move on before we can <laughs> even
2: more dig, dig this hole even deeper.
0: Okay. I think I think the title of the show is good. It uh, should be Project Magnet too. <laughs> Project Magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get people's attention. Let's just really sell the heck out of that thing.
2: Project Brown Nose. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> you remember that show back in the seventies? I used to watch it a lot as a kid called Project UFO.
0: Yeah, wasn't it uh, uh, two, three, four?
2: What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Spockensy? What?
0: Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of who hosted it.
2: Oh no, I don't remember. No, you're thinking of, uh, if you're thinking of Leonard Nimoy, that was a different show.
0: Yeah, that was something else.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't remember who hosted it, but it was like a sort of, one of the first sort of semi-reality documentary, documentary, I guess you could call it.
0: Anyway, we are about to be unidentified flying (laughs) objects. Alright, speaking
2: of flying objects, let's go on to the next one. We have something called... Uh, i seen this pop up on uh, the, the facebook Uh Is it called Willy Nillies? Is that how you pronounce it?
1: I can't think of any alternative.
2: Okay, Willy Nillies, Hobbies and Crafts. These guys are really interesting. They've been, I guess, uh, reproducing, but scaling down some, some classic uh, kits from the past. And they have uh, all laser-cut kits. Really nice, really intricate and nice construction. Uh, I went to their website. They see they have a few models. They've got a, uh, a GLH 250 and Ace Simple 250, uh, a Barnstormer 250, and um, Littlest Stick, uh, which is kind of neat. Little Stick was a real classic, I think, 020, 010 design. Um, the GLH caught my eye because I used to have one a long time ago, although mine was the bigger GLH for 049 made by Ace. Uh,
1: oh, I would. Didn't realize that this one is smaller.
2: Yeah, I looked it up because I was wondering, it says GLH-250, does that mean it's smaller or are you just changing the number? But the GLH had like a 32-inch wingspan, and theirs has a 20-something-inch wingspan. So it is okay. smaller.
1: I think the 250 refers to the all-up flying weight okay. where they want it to be below the threshold for registration.
2: Mm. But this does look like it would be nice for like an 020, a TD-020, or, of course, electric, which is what they're showing Right. Either one. It's got the swept wing. Uh, it's a really nice uh, pylon design. Uh, it's, it's a great sport flying plane. Uh, I think I told you this, the guys a story about when it, my GLH that when I, a friend of mine threw it, the elevator servo popped off the side of the fuselage, and I had no elevator control for for a whole yeah. flight. Uh, that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> oh,
0: that's that's well building right there. The
1: flight lasted more than a millisecond.
2: Yeah, it it the. Um, the, you had to glue the servo onto the, or no, tape it. Tape the servo with double-sided tape onto the side of the fuselage, oh, per kit. No. And at the time, I didn't realize that I should have put epoxy on the, on the side first, just so it stuck. So a friend of mine, he threw the plane, and he threw it like he was trying out for the Javelin Olympics. And it, as soon as he let go of it, the, I had no elevator control. It turns out the, the elevator just hit. The servo had popped off the side of the fuselage. But it left it in a state where it had a, just a slight bit of up elevator. And so I was able to fly the whole thing around because it was a Cox 049, no throttle. So we were on you're we hanging off for a couple minutes. And just by turning and occasional loops and stuff, I was able to keep it in the air. And I, just before the engine quit, I kept it, kept it low and I was able to land it. Just the only thing it did was just knock off the motor mount. The only damage it had. So that was a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They gave me a lot of kudos for that. Huh. Uh, so, but it was. I have that's that design kind of endeared one of my first early planes I built. I think it might have had a foam wing though. Yeah. Uh, so, really, I don't know how long these guys have been around. You know anything about them?
1: I do not. Um, I caught one of them because one of our Tony Acurso, sent me an invitation to like one of their groups on Facebook. Mm. And then I realized that they were one of the vendors that was at Flight Fest. Uh-huh. And I I had talked to some people who had bought kits from them and I intended to go by the booth while I was there, but you know, we've talked about how it was kind of a whirlwind for me and I did not see them at the time. So Mm. I I regret that now. I wish I'd been able to stop by and check out their stuff. So, So but again, we know people who have these kits in hand Mm. and I assume are building them. So we should be able to get some firsthand reports on, how they go together and how they fly.
2: Yeah, I saw Tony posted a couple of things. He said he was able to frame, I forgot which one it was, but he framed it up pretty quickly, he said. Just okay. like a night's work, basically. Um, so so they're out there, and they look really nice. Very uh, A lot of detail in them. They have, even the ribs have lightning holes in them and things like that. And, uh, huh. uh, so, so,
1: yeah, I'm kind of interested in this Ace Simple 250, because I was a fan of the simple series back in the day when ace was making them mm. they used the the foam wings either the tapered or the straight and just very simple designs either for 049 or speed 400 yeah and i had a few of them they flew nicely and i think we
2: talked about this before we had the 049s were great for the speed 400 class electric planes and it's sort of a shame that a lot of them went out just as electrics were coming in uh yeah. so this is nice that they're going to reproduce a lot of these old classic designs these yeah. are a bit... I
1: assume this one is resized as well. I, I don't know. But...
2: Yes, it's 250, so I imagine it is. It's also yeah. a little smaller.
1: And these kits are 35 bucks. Oh yeah, the, the littlest stick is only 30. Oh, yeah, so I the price. Very, it's yeah.
2: I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's so very affordable. Great way to get into kit building. You know, not much is uh, spent on it. Looks like they're real nice, uh, good engineering on them. If you haven't built a kit, I would seriously consider uh in all types not only racing and sport they've got this um barnstormer looks like a nice mild low wing plane
1: to fly around so yeah indeed so add another notch to the uh no never mind i don't want to go there there's uh another kit builder on the market that's all we want to say so um we keep talking about the new renaissance of kit building well yeah there's further evidence yeah that's really nice
2: uh yeah further evidence the garage you know if there's you know uh the free market abhors a vacuum so looks like they're filling in the vacuum quite nicely i look forward to see what other stuff to come out lee you've been quiet what's your thoughts
0: no i like them although it's not specifically related to this uh the ace little stick reminds me of a plane i just acquired last night from a guy selling a whole bunch of kits online Mm-hmm. I had an Astroflight Astro Sport. looks very much like the Ace Little Stick. It was an electric plane. But okay. as I told the uh, guy who was selling it, I said, when I finished building mine and we put the, you know, six, seven NICADs in there, we called it the Flying Brick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had no power. In fact, after several unsuccessful flights trying to fly electric, we just ripped off the uh, battery and the, and the motor, stuffed the lead in the nose, and then we put a tow hook on it and then launched it off a high start. <laughs> and and typically it would come down before the parachute on the high start. <laughs> but it just, I was talking to my wife last night after I, I saw it. It kind of just brought back memories. And I it, when I think back, I believe that was the first kit I bought and built myself. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Because I've always helped, you know, my dad and I were building gliders together. But I think that was the one I just went out and bought. And dad didn't help me at all build that one. So... Hopefully, I can do a better job this time. But it, you know, it, it it reminds me of that little Ace Little Stick. So it was, you know, it's cute. And I, you know, the the thing you mentioned about these being built hopefully lighter and with the electrical, you know, upgrades we have now to our, you know, access lipos and brushless motors, that that should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: All right, congratulations. Thank you. You want to update us on your tugboat?
0: Oh, I actually took it to our meeting last night to show everyone. Of course, I was being, I was being teased at first.
1: <laughs> you took a tugboat to an airplane meeting?
0: Well, we have a pond, so that's not fair. <laughs> Something like a
1: knife to a gunfight? or I don't
0: know. <laughs> not even that. <laughs> a toothpick. A, a wet sponge. <laughs> no, it's a neat little boat. Uh, the Zipkits tugster. It's I've posted photos on our Facebook page photo of my neighbor holding you know the kit that I'm working on but I'm getting close it's just I've got a lot of stuff on my plate and I think this is a a boat you could easily finish in a week if you just you know set that on your table and it was the only thing you were working on I'm currently coming at the point like my Corsair you get to a point where you're reading the instructions you go I know I'm going to make some changes here so I got to stop and make sure the the directions I want to go aren't going to get uh or screw up anything that I'm building. So, you know, I have a lot of pieces that aren't glued in yet cuz I'm going to completely epoxy the interior to seal it and then I'll do the exterior once I finish sanding. So, I I just in fact, I don't know if this is worth getting into. It's more of a workbench, but uh, I picked up some 5 to 1 ratio epoxy that's kind of like West Systems, but it's called made by my company or it's called Total Boat. And so I've seen other people use it, but anyway, it's what I'm using to to epoxy the entire thing. So, uh, I, I'm guessing by next week I should have it ready for paint. Okay, I mean, and I'll <clears throat> I,
1: I'm sure there's more to it than I realize, but it seems like it's just a plywood box, and you add some running hardware to it.
0: Yeah, I, and I told I told people at the meeting last night. I said, again, this is something you could do very quickly. In fact, the instructions say you know they usually build theirs with CA. I'm going a little step further because I'd like this to last a good long time, so I'm using tight bond for all the joints. Mm-hmm using CA just to keep them in place while the type bond dries. So I like to let that stuff seal at least 24 hours before I go on to the next part. Sure. And, you know, the epoxy is going to really help. And this thing needs weight. So this, that's a great part about this boat. It's like not, you don't need lightning holes. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need to just pour in the buckets of epoxy and, and shotgun pellets to uh, weigh this thing down. So, uh, you know, and I'd like to, hopefully the kids keep this for a while. Uh, I'm kind of thinking back when, gosh, I kind of wish I'd gotten the twin tugster. get a little bit more boogie out of my boat but (laughs) would it be hard
1: to convert the one you have
0: yeah yeah, i'm not gonna do that right now yeah i've already yeah the mouse it it, it's a it's a nice little system and you know what this is even (laughs) i I can't believe i have to admit this this is my first complete laser cut kit i've ever built and i wish it was a plane but it's not (laughs) it's a tugboat (laughs) but i am i am. i'm I'm very pleased on how it's going and, and it's nice and straight and so good job to zip kits for their uh, They're cutting and so forth. So, yeah, And that's nice.
1: another cheap
0: model. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm i not going to say it's you get caught up in the extras, but it's like a $24 kit. So yes, and it's plywood. So that's a great price for as much plywood as you're getting. And the wood's yeah. really good quality, better than that stuff we had from the electric hub. The accessory? Will you? I'm never going to let that go. Go The accessory? Uh (laughs) I sleep at night, fine, knowing full well how I feel about the (laughs) the plywood. The uh, accessory kit with all the brass tubes and prop and so forth is another twenty five dollars, and I went ahead and bought their motor setup, their brushes motor setup, because I couldn't find a four hundred size motor, well, four to four fifty that had that ran at five hundred kv. Uh, most of the motors I'm finding are 900 plus so they they had either custom got them wound or they just had a a batch of them so it was just convenient to do that so I have their little motor setup and that's the way to go just go ahead and buy the whole setup from them and go ahead and get the twin (laughs) have more fun and uh, they get free shipping for anything over $80 so jump on that Cool. Yeah. And the kids, you know what? I'm going to say this. The kids love it. If you feel like we talked about this as far as getting in the hobby and and what can you do to promote the hobby, but I I see my neighbor with the kids in the neighborhood, they they flock to him. He's just he's always got his garage door open. He's working on wood projects, and they'll come over and say, "Hey, Mister, you know Schmidt, can we go run your tugboat?" He'll just stop what he's doing. He'll take the tugboat out there, and the kids are you know using the tugboat or a sailboat. So, oh fun! Uh, if if you feel like doing something like that, if you want to be the cool guy on the street and <laughs> don't drive in a bus that says free candy, uh, <laughs> but you know if you have kids that need to you know get out of the house and do some fun stuff, that tugster is a nice little easy thing to you know give the kid and you don't have it's no big no no fear (laughs) if you get stuck part of the fun is retrieving it with an airplane you know if you lose control you're gonna and (laughs) sorry we had a guy crash a plane in our club and uh you know the guys were training him and they screwed up not charging the receiver pack so you know (laughs) it's like if you lose the battery in this thing just wait (laughs) that's it (laughs) if the battery dies just wait it'll it'll end up on shore Okay, I'm sorry I got off there, but thanks for asking, and I am having fun, and I hope other people look into or consider a Zipkid texture.
1: Okay, now you sound like you're wrapping it up, but I have questions. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I have a question. So you mentioned that you got a brushless motor, but at this kind of power level, what's the advantage of brushless over brushed? Do you think it makes it much <coughs> difference?
0: Um. I, I, think you get, I think you get more torque, and I think you get a w- way longer run times. And the fact is, it's, it's a the huge benefit, I think, is uh, maintenance. I, I don't think I'm ever ever going to run out the brushless motor bearings, unlike yeah. I would run out the, motor, the, the brushes on a tug when you're talking a, a lot of torque in that water. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. especially if you're pushing something, you're going to really run that motor hot. With a brushless, I don't think it's an issue at all. All
1: right. Does it have a cooling system?
0: No. Okay. It's it's a huge cabin area, so I, I, I seriously don't think uh, that'll be an issue. All right. If it ever becomes an issue, if I feel like it does, you could easily add like a little vent in the cabin or the cockpit area.
1: Yeah. All right. So are you planning oh. to use it as a tug or a retriever or just it, a runabout?
0: It it'll It'll do that too, but I'm also adding a whole bunch of lights to it because our group of boating guys – do a friday night lights at a pond uh, not too far from here fits
1: yeah where they yeah.
0: All, all, all their boats are lit with lights and i'm like looking at this thing and it's a perfect platform to add a whole bunch of led lights in the little cockpit area and put Flood lights on the front, little red lights on the back, maybe even navigation lights. It's just, it's, it's so easy to do. There's, it's not going to be difficult at all to run the wires. So, if you ever wanted to run little boat lights at night, this would be great.
2: At, at some point, I wanted to go up and see that. It's just not the
0: easiest thing to do on a Friday night. <laughs> From my side, thought, you can always come. You can always I've, come up here after work and then stay in the guest room. <laughs> yeah, I have to do that. I
1: really day. thought Fitz was the RC boat czar of Houston. Somebody moving in on
0: his turf. <laughs> well, that would be Phil. Yeah, that's our buddy Phil Rinquist. <laughs> I think and he, I he's think Phil's cool. the the boats are, um, right. but but I think this is going to be one of those boats I'll bring to Fitz's event. I think it'll hook more people on it. In fact, I'll probably just print some flyers with me and hand them out to help out. <laughs> yeah. well,
2: well, based on the last event, you're going to be uh, put to work pushing boats back.
0: Well, it's great because this has a nice little platform. I don't know what the the bumper system. I'm sure there's some other technical word, but the the bumpers that they give you have holes in them. And I'm thinking, man, you could really create a nice, simple rig to attach to the front bumper system to widen the uh, uh, retrieval area. You know the front area to you know, actually capture something and then turn it around because you know it fits that it's the people go out there with other little boats but they just can't steer very well yeah um, so because unless you can actually put it inside a, a large you know u-shaped PVC or something so I already have an idea in my head I think it'll work mm-hmm. great
2: yeah I think we had three or four boats that failed out in
0: the pond and had to be pushed back somehow. Oh, and you know what? I cannot believe Terry, unless Terry, you're going to ask this and I'm going to beat you to it, but Terry has not asked me about FPV. For the boat? Yeah. You're going to do it? At I am. Two miles an pretty... hour
1: sounds incredibly boring, but okay. <laughs> no, but not if
0: you're not if you're retrieving. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. It seems like the perfect solution for that.
0: So can you imagine bringing that out and then having a kid say, okay, we need you to go out there and see that boat. You need to bring it back. And then just give them the little headset and give them the boat and just say, have fun. Oh, yeah. I think. They would love that. They'd, they'd probably go capture other boats that aren't in distress. Yeah. I got you. Don't worry. I got, I'll bring you in. <laughs> Everybody
1: drive Leaves Boat. You can have your mom make you your shirt that says, come play with my dinghy. Oh. <laughs>
0: uh. No? No. no. So yeah, we 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 got a whole bunch of ideas. Uh, that's uh, something I'll I'll add real quick. The cabin setup is it's entirely like four pieces of plywood or something, and you glue it to the deck. But I saw a guy's build online, and he came up with a much better idea, and I'll I'll tweak it a little bit. But he put magnets for the top, so he could pull it off. Yeah. And I'm thinking that that's the solution. Make it so it can like lock in place. You can take the top off and that way you can access the FPV camera, the lights, the switches, all that stuff right from the top. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying zip kits needs to do that, but I think having a removable lid, uh, although the deck comes up, the whole tire deck is pops up. That's that's, you know, access the motor and so forth. But just to get to quick access for turning on the lights and, and the FPV camera, I think that'll work great.
1: Yeah, cool. I look forward to viewing your progress. As soon as the
0: Corsair is done.
1: Oh, God. So never. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, 2021.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Well, speaking of done, let's
2: uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. Ah, so, uh, as I told, uh, Lee and Terry, I had to, had to take a trip earlier this week. Um, it was not for good news, but I was up in my old home state of Connecticut for a couple of days. And, uh, Terry reminded me, said, hey, you remember we had, uh, the... Documentarian filmmaker uh, Mark Thompson on a show. He lives there. I to see if you can hook up with him. And I said, ah, "That's a good idea. I'll see if I can squeeze him in." Um, since I had very little, bit, little time to uh, spare, uh, I had only one day I could meet him, and uh, that was uh, the morning I was about to fly out. So uh, I met him at his flying field over in Salem, Connecticut. Uh, Let me back up a little bit, if you don't remember, uh, on our episode, I think it was episode 78, we had Mark Thompson, who made a really nice documentary on model airplanes, uh, and it's on Amazon Prime, it's still there, as a matter of fact. Uh, If you haven't seen it, go check it out, it's called, was it Prop Busters Untold, or something like that? Oh, he's going to kill me.
1: That sounds correct.
2: Uh, I wish I could, yes, yes. RC Prop Busters Untold. It's on our Amazon Prime, and it follows the antics of a couple of different RC Model Clubs in South Connecticut. Uh, this the, is the unrated version. The antics. Antics.
0: That's not right. <laughs> uh,
2: it's really well done, and it's not, at least for the uniqueness of it, seeing uh, a mainstream... Sort of documentary on our RC modeling hobby, and uh, uh, we had a really nice conversation with Mark on that episode. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. And I had told Mark said, "Hey, you know, Connecticut's my home state. I'm up there every once in a while for visiting family." And lo and behold, I had to go up there to visit family, and so we met up at his field, the uh, Salem Model Club. I think it's called. Uh, oh. Prop call It's called the Prop, it's prop called Busters. The prop yeah, Busters okay. duh. It's in Salem. <laughs> so we met out. Unfortunately, the weather was a little variable that day. So it was just him and I. He was kind of lamenting that a couple days before then, they had actually pretty a lot of activity at the club, even on the weekday uh, out in the mornings. But since the weather was a little bit murky, I guess nobody was out. But uh, he, he was gracious enough. We spent some time talking. And he showed me around the club a little bit. Very nice field. It's it's in the middle of the cornfield, so approaches and landings are, and takeoffs are can be a little bit interesting. Uh, but very nice once you're up. Lots of area. Nice and quiet. Very nice facilities. Well, well laid out. Uh, Looks like a really a lot of fun to fly there. Uh, next time I'm up there, maybe I'll see if I can bring a plane with me or something. To hang out with those guys. Uh, so, but I had a nice conversation with him. It was nice to meet him in person. And uh, he... Uh, one of the first things he said is he really liked our YouTube videos when we did the live YouTube shows. Really? Yeah. He says, do more of those.
1: <laughs> we better get better at it.
2: Yeah. I guess we could get better and do more often. He says uh, he really enjoyed those. He says they were easy to access and great. If he's doing something, he can look and see our interaction. He said, we we work really well together, is his impression. So he, he wanted to relay that to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what's interesting right. is um, he he's actually working on some other video projects related to the RC modeling field. So uh, I'm not at liberty to say everything, but there is one that he's gone public with. And this one, uh, he actually has a, a teaser trailer uh, for it that just went live. And so we'll put the link in our uh, list of links at the end of the, for the show. Uh, where he wants to go and talk to people who were sort of around, were certain major aspects of the hobby. Uh, I'm not saying this right. He called it sort of a living history, I guess. And he wanted to talk to people who were were some of the movers and shakers, who knew the movers and shakers, who were around uh, the hobby when some of the major changes of the hobby happened, uh, who are involved in some of the major distributors. I guess from the point of view is Mark is relatively new to the hobby. I think he said he's only been in about five years. So he mm-hmm. talks to some of the old timers and he learns a lot of stuff about the history of the hobby, about things that happened, about the companies that have come and gone. And he finds that kind of fascinating, even the history of clubs, how a club came to be, the um, history of d- different clubs. And so he wants to do a sort of anthology series of short videos about people that have been in the hobby for a long time Uh, so interesting and he's i think he's already started talking to somebody and uh i i guess he's gonna basically concentrate in his area just due to cost Uh, but he may venture out further out and involve other people so uh it did sound really interesting and the way he described it to me i'm not probably not doing it justice but he really was just interested in hearing people's stories and uh, so that's something to look for. It, that he's working on it, and he's, he said it's going to happen. Not sure how the outlet, I think and right now, is just going to be YouTube, I believe, is where he's looking mm-hmm. uh, at the moment. But uh, he had a real nice uh, sort of teaser for it that he showed me. And, uh, so right. uh, it's interesting that he's not standing still. He's working on his other projects.
1: Yeah. And as you talk about this, it makes me think of a couple people that we know who have a long history in the hobby. So Mark Landerman being a good example. Yeah, I was thinking that too. That guy's an encyclopedia of the early days of R.C. So yeah, we should try to put them in contact. And also our friends Art and Carol Pesch. So remember Carol used to work for Carl Goldberg, downtown Chicago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And of course, then they both had a long career with HobbyCo. So.
2: Yeah, just, his only concern was um, being able to reach out outside of his immediate driving area, so to speak. Um, yeah. Yeah, being in Illinois, either he's had to make a trip. We talked about possibly doing a remote in like Skype or phone, but I thought, yeah, I don't know, your audio quality may be not quite up to snuff for that kind of stuff. But um,
1: Yeah, who would be foolish enough to release something through Skype?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really.
1: Only a moron would do that.
2: <laughs> but it might work in certain cases. I mean, our audio sounds good. So, uh, but yeah, I think we could definitely help him out with some contacts. And if anybody listening also had some good idea of some contacts, please let us know. We can relay them to Mark and he can uh, to have a talk to him because I think he maybe have something. I don't think anybody's ever really done this for the modeling industry. And there's some really good stuff uh, out there from people who've been from the very beginning, the entry of RC of um, digital proportional systems, some of the early days of some of these vendors and distributors that we know and love and have gone and passed uh and we even talked about the introduction of the 2.4 uh spectrum technology uh, he's you know it's pretty much all he's ever known and how the, the things we have had to deal with before that came along and that kind of stuff so uh so definitely uh so uh, oh, it was a great meeting with mark and uh next time we're up there i'll See if I can meet up with him, meet some of his club members. He also has open invitation to you guys if you uh, Lee Terry, if you're ever in the area. He says, please uh, let him know, and he'd love to meet you.
1: Likewise. I'll keep that on my radar. Yeah.
0: Bring him down here. (laughs) (laughs) Get him some tickets to Space Center. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll join you down there, at JSC. Although, not in the
2: summer. He'd probably die if he came down here in the summer.
0: Speaking of dying, do you know it's like the heat index today is going to be like 104? Oh, that, that's
2: that's unusually high, isn't it? I don't think it really ever... Yeah. What the hell is happening?
0: Yeah, mm. for here. Yeah, it's obviously. even worse further, like near Lubbock. Well, <laughs> Terry's work? old stomping grounds. I think it's like 108 there. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's a dry 108. <laughs> <what> <laughs>
1: All right, I'm checking um, Buffalo right now. Yeah, you don't want me to tell you. 71 degrees and sunny. I hate you. Yeah. Well, again, this is the conversation we have throughout the year. Yeah. So when we have it again in December, that's true. Then
2: we'll laugh and laugh.
1: Yeah. Actually, I'm planning on going flying if we ever end this podcast.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice. If we ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did that part come out? Fine. (laughs) (coughs) Fine. How many other people are saying the same thing while they're driving to their field? Like, oh, they guys can never shut up. <laughs>
1: well, they have the option of just turning it off. I'm stuck here.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, then say something smart, and brilliant, <laughs> and exciting <laughs> well, so they don't turn it off. E, e equals not- MC
1: squared. Anti disestablishmentarianism.
0: <laughs> hey, I just want you to know I pulled up the weather and then we'll, we'll move on. But the three o'clock feels like temp is 108 degrees. All
2: right. I no, won't be in my Ouch. garage.
0: I don't think I'll be flying today.
2: Uh, I'll be virtually flying inside the air conditioning.
0: There you go. <laughs> Flight simulator time.
2: Uh, I'll work on my tank or something. I don't know, that's what I'll do.
0: I have this thing called a Corsair in my garage. I might work There on you that. go.
1: Yeah, your garage is air-conditioned, or your shop is anyway, yeah. so...
0: Yeah, speaking no of workshop, I'm just going to throw... I mean, we're, we're, we have no real schedule right now, but hey, Fitz, you know those little switches we bought Yeah. over at Samano's? Yeah. I finally got mine in my Corsair. I don't know. With the, switches, with the switches upside down. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> the, you put it on upside the, down. The British version. <laughs> down those is crazy. <laughs> those crazy Brits. So these are multi-switch boxes for receiver and ignition box, Terry, that fit on the side of your plane. Okay. But they also have a fueling hole, so you can run a the fueling fuel line through the center. So it's just one big multi-function I think it's, switch. I think it's a
2: charge receptacle, too, on it, right?
0: Yeah, there's charge receptacles on them too. Yeah. So it's all you know, easy access. However, the Brits like to have their on positions in the down physical location versus us <laughs> Americans, where we <laughs> flip the switch up for on. So right. people like had a problem with us. Like I don't care as long as on is on and off is off. I don't really don't care. Yeah. All right. But I remember. I remember Samano was saying, you know, these people just don't buy them because they don't like the fact that they on me is down. I was like Really? <laughs> just turn it sideways. <laughs>
1: you can't reposition the switch?
0: Uh it's all molded in there. It's just uh, okay. why? You know, go with the Brits idea that gravity holds the switch down. Gravity holds <laughs> the switch down. Fly upside down, there you go. Your switch is in the right place. What kind position. of
2: Jupiter type <laughs> gravity are you on?
0: I don't know. That's crazy. But yeah, so I got it mounted. And I'm looking forward to trying it out.
2: Oh nice. And of course baby area?
0: steps. Yeah, on the Corsair.
2: That you, that you might finish one day?
0: One day? Alright.
1: Alright, so you're using Corsair generically. Remind me which Corsair you're talking about?
0: Top Flight Sixty ARF, Gold Series. With
1: now has a DLE twenty on it? Yes. And a and toweling.
0: And, and the throttle's installed. I installed my throttle oh, nice. linkage in servo. So that's done. Hoping it's right. <laughs> That's a lot of, by the way, that's a lot of arm movement to get that throttle to move all the way on that plane. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Because the arm, the arm on the throttle is pretty long. Oh. So I had to have a really long arm on the, uh, because I'm not going to drill a hole. I already got everything mounted in the on the throttle linkage on the DLE. So you had to put a real long arm on the Metal Gear servo in the fuselage. It's all working. I don't oh. care about it now.
2: That's interesting, because when I did the rcgf 26 ec it had a really short arm, so the servo, I had to... Jack down the, the endpoints, because huh. you know you lose a quarter of an inch. Yeah, it's full throttle. What? Wow! <laughs> I'm like
0: I'm like 140 full and 110 down. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, how long are the arms on your servos? Yeah. yeah,
0: it's long. But it's but I can't move it any further. It's gonna run into the receiver. It's crazy. Hmm. anyway just the things see i told you it's just these little things (laughs) you just go oh my gosh this this throttle linkage has got to move a lot (laughs) so you never know you never know anyway because like if you had like an old glow engine you know the throttle linkage on your your carb is what what quarter of an inch (laughs) you know it's really really short you know yeah so this one's at least half if not longer
1: Hmm. all right but have you run it up or anything yet
0: just run up my uh, my stress. That's it.
1: Your credit card bill. Oh, so you haven't run it yeah, yet.
0: And that. No, no. I'm, I'm slacking, guys. It's also pretty and shiny. Oh,
1: gosh. Don't start <laughs> yeah, my, that.
0: My next step is to start cutting up the cowl. So yeah, that's the part where I, I'm going to take some baby steps, too. Oh,
1: yeah. You got to cut it up?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because that DLE is pretty darn big. I got to put all the exit holes, head hold. Uh, Muffler. Oh, gonna also,
2: really, the head's going to stick out.
0: <laughs> yes, I guess you guys don't realize how big that engine is on the nose of this thing. Oh, yikes! Yeah, it's it's huge. It's huge, huge. Yeah, it's huge, and then a big spark plug sticking out too. So, all right, got. I suddenly just jumped to my workbench. I apologize.
1: Oh, That's oh hey, okay.
0: sounds
2: like a plan. What's on your workbench, Terry? <laughs>
0: Strangely,
1: there aren't any RC airplanes on my workbench. Tugboats? No, tugboats. Um, I've been working mostly on the 3D printer this week. Ooh. Well, sort of. (laughs) It's not that exciting. (laughs) Um, This is actually the printer that Fitz gave me a couple years ago, and some of the parts on the bed are 3D printed, and in the middle of printing some gimbal protectors for my radios, one of those 3D printed parts broke, and of course screwed up the print, but so I've been trying to figure out how to print replacement parts with a broken printer, and I thought I had it kind of cobbled together where I was able to get stuff done, but the parts weren't coming out nicely. So uh, finally, I just asked my buddy Lewis, who also has a 3D printer, to to make some replacement parts for me. Sounds like those are complete, and I'll get those from him soon, and then I'll put this thing back together and hopefully get it going again
0: what what RC Roundtable logo can you print on a 3d printer we can give to give to listeners what could you make uh, whatever
2: you can think of pretty much
0: oh well, no but i just that's that's his job i'm i'm giving it that job to terry uh live on the air <laughs> i quit i quit how does that I'm, song go I'm, take I'm, this job and you know. Hey, I I actually you know what while we're doing that I bought some more stickers for RC Roundtable, so if anybody wants one, mm. email us, I will send you them. How's that? Just do that right now. Just email us, I'll send you a sticker, no charge. Oh nice. First ten. How's that? First ten people, I'll just send some stickers out. Fantastic. Um, but yes, you should make something, Terry. Make it make it happen. Come up with something. A coin. I don't know. <laughs> it would be nice if it
2: was like uh-huh. a, a tool or something, or something useful. Keychain or... Um...
0: A switchblade. No, I had something I made. <laughs> a shiv. An RC Roundtable shiv. Actually, I had a um,
2: uh, one of those things that keeps ribs upright when you're gluing them into the wing, uh, when you're right. building a kit.
0: A guide? Yeah, a little guide. Yeah, a little guide. I or actually made one. Alignment here, And I put a label.
2: I put a hobby view label on it, but you could just put an RC Roundtable label
0: on it. A coaster. 3D print a coaster. Oh, yeah, there you go, a coaster. Oh,
2: that's actually kinda nice actually. It has Why would you
1: 3D print something that, that's
0: so simple? Because you can. Because you can. <laughs> Thank you. Woohoo! Fitz and I agree. And how long have you had a three D printer? You fail. <laughs> Alright. So that's all you've got on your workbench?
1: That's all I've had this week. Um think now i've been making some videos and other stuff too and that takes up most of my workshop time but um you know neat is right around the corner gosh around a month away so i really need to start getting to high gear deciding what i'm going to take and getting it prepped and all that good stuff so yeah that's next on the agenda
0: yeah i kind of dropped the ball on that and got a lot of stuff coming up i was only hoping to go to neat but it's not gonna happen
1: well, it'll be here next year.
0: That's true. Oh, good. Well.
1: And so will I.
2: Okay, then.
0: So, fix you up. Yep.
2: Uh, well, as far as RC workbench, I'm not going anywhere near that garage with a heat index of 110,000 degrees and no air conditioning.
1: Fine, but don't you start talking about plastic static models. But but it's on my
2: other workbench.
1: Unless you're doing an RC conversion.
2: no. Uh, but it's an interesting story behind this one, though. Fine. <laughs> I'm building a tank model. It's actually an Israeli Merkava. And I'm doing it for uh, a guy in our plastic model club. Is uh, I think he's in the Air Force Reserves. And he actually flies drones for the Air Force. And huh. one of the things he asked the club is, Hey, uh, we need... Um, some help building identification models for our other um, our servicemen, uh, so they can help identify various vehicles while they're in the field. So they're you know they don't shoot out shoot up a American tank versus a Soviet tank or something like that, so they can know the difference. Because a lot of them apparently aren't all that keen on the differences visually of the different uh, types of machines from different uh, countries and stuff. You know, how do you tell a Chinese Humvee versus American Humvee and that kind of stuff? So he says, hey, I got a bunch of kits. If you guys want to build them, just build them up, make them look nice, and uh, I'll put them on display. And it'll be seen by a lot of different uh, military people and stuff. And so I said, well, yeah, I always wanted to build a murk tank because I always thought it was a neat looking tank. looks like something out of science fiction. And he goes, yeah, I happen to have one. And lo and behold,
1: the next meeting he shows up and says, here you go. Build it. (laughs) So the deal is, he provides the kit. Yeah. You build it. He gets the kit back. Yes. Huh. Yeah, I know. He is a shrewd businessman. Wait, uh,
2: yeah. Paper, that doesn't... Now that you say it. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Well, but hey, but at least what I build will be enjoyed and, and looked at by many people of our fine servicemen and armed forces and be used to perhaps save lives in the field so there's my i get my enjoyment out of that fact
1: well there you go that's a good way to look at
2: it yes so this has been a really complicated kit this thing is i had to build each of the the track links for the treads Mm -hmm. it's a bag full of pieces in each size 102 (laughs) pieces
0: and they're all labeled differently. No, no, they're unfortunately <laughs> labeled the same, but you got to cut them out, snap
2: them together, cut them out, snap. And it's like drone work time to make the donuts click, time to make the donuts click. Uh, but I'll have fun with it. Uh, I'll just tinker with it. Uh, so, yeah, during this time of year, I don't really, I can't really do much in the garage because it's so darn hot. Uh, I don't think I have anything on the workbench. I've been meaning, I have a half a plane on the workbench, my A10 from Freewing. I, I promised that I would paint it up and detail it and I haven't been able to get around to it. And I really, that is probably the first thing on my workbench. Once the weather gets better is to, uh, add some, I'm going to add some extra colors to it. I've got the decals already from Calligraphics. And so I want to detail it up because I haven't been flying because I haven't, didn't want to fly it naked. So I want to doll it up and detail it, start flying it again. Cause it's such a nice flying plane.
0: I have no problem flying naked. Oh, oh, wait a minute. What is that? Did I, mis- did I misunderstand you? Did you say that aloud? It's 107 degrees outside. Things just happen. Yeah, at this point, yeah. going to be naked.
2: You got to imagine, how did they do this back in like the 1800s when there's no air conditioning?
0: nudist rc field wow all right i'm waiting for terry to jump in here but he's like really holding back nope i'm letting
1: you run with this one buddy nope it out of that one
0: uh yeah my my cessna is still naked i need to get that thing done with cali you haven't painted it yet or anything well i I was going to do all the custom decals on it so
2: what kind of library were you thinking
0: uh the 35 ugly from the tango that's right you mentioned that Tango 30. Um, anyway, back to your work He's obsessed over
1: getting the perfect paint job on that thing so he can give it an ugly paint job.
0: No, I'm act- no, 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 no. I'm not making it ugly. I'm going to use, I'm going to make it look like it did when it was brand new, so. Oh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not roughing it up. I'm not making it look like it, like it looks now. I'm making it look like it did before the kids got a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> like when it rolled off the, or out of the paint so, shop, So you So have you flown that brick
2: since the first flights?
0: I have not. I have not. We've been so busy. Gosh.
2: You plan to bring it to Best?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it'll come to Best.
2: Which is just a month and a half away, right?
0: Yeah. We have not we have not promoted that very well. So do we need to do a you want to do a little ad real quick, Fitz? Do your best uh, radio voice? Uh, no,
2: you do it. You're better, you're good at
0: that. Well hello everybody What's I don't know. guys, best is coming up. First weekend in October. I'll be there Thursday with our, with my buddy Keith saving a spot for Fitz Walker. And is Jeff coming too?
2: uh, I think he says he's not going to make it. Maybe Sunday he's, he's, he's back to playing at the, uh, Renfest stuff. So he's going to be busy. He did offer to bring up a trailer for me. He's got his new big, big ass truck.
0: Uh, they, <laughs> just borrow that. thing. Yeah, really? <laughs> no, I'm not borrowing his truck.
2: You know, he you won't. could live in that. Um, because you remember last year, I had problems with the trailer lighting. I still haven't worked, looked at the stupid electric. Uh,
0: no, you had problems with the trailer ball coming uh, off right at the entrance well, of the field. Well, yeah,
2: that too. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. So I, I like the trailer because I was able to sleep in the car, and it was actually really nice. And so Jeff says, "Well, how about I just bring the trailer up for you?" And I could, in that case, I could probably get like a trailer three times the size. Uh, and
0: him uh, just tow a mobile home, man.
2: Yeah, that, that truck and that thing is, yeah, it's pretty big. So, yeah, so he was thinking, you can tow the trailer for me like on Friday and then he would tow it back. Said, well, that's really nice of him to offer that. So I might do that.
0: Uh, oh, that's great. Well, we're talking about uh, Best Electrics in South Texas at Tri-County Barnstormers in New Waverly, Texas. Yeah. If, if you are new to this podcast and welcome to our show, this is an event I've been going to for 17 years. Is that right? Is this the 17th or 18th? Uh, I don't even remember. So, Nobody's 15, keeping track. 15 I'm just, I'm just going to say 15 plus years. It's the end a... All the years. Yes, all the years, yes. all the years. It is a fun event of electric aircraft. Uh, cool stuff. Keith Sparks, our buddy from Dallas, he's going to bring some neat things this year. He always bring does. Your, bring your camera, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> bring your video camera. We've got something special planned. Are real. you holding
1: up your end of that deal?
0: Uh, I am, it's, you know, the Doug, the tugboat, darn it, (laughs) that threw me off. I'm just kidding. I will, I will, I promise you I'll be holding up my end of the deal. Uh, but that'll be fun. We've got, uh, you know, we always do the little zaggy, I don't even know why we call it zaggy combat, just combat general. I think we will in fact change it to just combat and we'll come up with some rules and stuff. We'll, we'll post more stuff, but there's a thread on RC groups for best. It's been kind of silent, but we'll try to reactivate it soon. And guys, just come out and have fun. There's camping on both the north and south end. The place is a great facility, electric. There's uh, there's no RV hookups, but there's, you know, you park, you you walk to the the pit area, you, you know, charge your stuff. Either there's bathrooms, there's a kitchen.
2: Yeah, she knows the showers too, so.
0: The... The showers, come yeah. out and have fun with us. We love this thing, and we'll put a poster of Terry up there so he won't be, you know. Get a cardboard cut out yes. of I'm gonna make a cardboard cut out of Terry somewhere. Thank you. And a runway Actually, that's
1: I, smooth as a baby's
0: bottom. Yeah. Maybe what I'll do is I'll make stickers of Terry's face and I'll just have everybody put them on their planes. Oh god, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's the, the best announcement. But before best is Bomber Field, B seventeen, the big bird. Oh yeah. B seventeen and big bird flying. That's
2: right, that's in September, at- isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, because we can't. You and I can't miss that. And I will hopefully have my Corsair ready. So I need you to again video camera. So I'll have my Corsair ready for the big event there at Bomber Field. That's the that's the awesome, guys. Mm. I mean, although I'm I'm you know if I had to pick one or the other, I'd go for Best. But the very very close second when would is, be Bomber Field. When's Bomber Field? That's not on my calendar. It's mid It's like two weeks uh, before the end of September. Let me pull up my calendar real quick. Or actually, there yet. Look up BomberfieldUSA.com. Tap, 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 tap. And it is scheduled for, survey says, September 18th through the 21st. Okay. Uh, good. That's a free weekend. <clears throat> and I'll tell you guys, if you are into Warbirds, if you have free time, go ahead and come on Wednesday. Because the guys are flying all week there. I mean, people are showing up from out of town, and they park their huge RVs. So it is there's it is definitely way more pilots and aircraft there than best. But these are the large airplanes. Most of them are, are flying gas. So cool. And I usually end either either take lots of photos or lots of video. And I don't know which one I'll do this year, but it'll be one of the two. But I'll be flying as well, so maybe I'll have less this
2: time. You plan on, how many days you plan on going this year? You think
0: I will go? I will go Thursday and Friday during the day before I have to come back and pick up the kids from school. Mm. But I will. I plan to spend all day Saturday there and hang out with my my fellow friends from Mexico.
2: Oh yeah, they usually have some nice stuff.
0: They do. They're awesome too. They're they're a fun group, and I mean, you know what? It is just so much fun. There's you know food and covered area, fans, electricity, and and hopefully VQ Warbirds will be there. They had a great uh, auction. What was it? The B twenty four, right? Bits. Um, he um, raffled off a B. B24. He had a couple of things.
2: B twenty four, and I think he also had two sixty size. Planes, too, he was raffling off.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I think there was a, uh, a Pilatus Porter he was, yeah, raffling off. So, yeah, so there's there's stuff to you know, there's other vendors out there, too. So, yeah, there's yeah. that's another event and coming up. So, December 18th. Mini swap meet, too, as well. Lots of stuff, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Anything uh, else we need to mention? It comes to you mind.
1: Well, speaking of the VQ, VQ Warbirds B24, have you guys seen Chris Wolf's update on that?
2: Uh, I saw one of his earlier videos. He, did he have something more recent?
1: Yes. He's doing the review for Model Airplane News, yeah. and he's doing his as an electric. And this is, I think, 110-inch wingspan. Yeah. It's a big model. Um He has completed and flown it. So if you go to his website, the RC Geek, hmm. there will be a link to his YouTube channel that will have that video. It's very impressive. Yeah, nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, he doesn't screw around. He he knows what he's doing. He does a good job. Yeah, yeah. So it looks it looks nice. And it flies nice. That's good. Yep.
2: Be interested in having any other bombers They're they're thinking of. Hopefully that does well. They can uh, come up with other models.
1: Yeah, I think I saw something about a Big B-25 coming soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, yeah, don't quote me on that. Mm.
0: <laughs> My son, Austin, just texted me. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Austin. <laughs> and... Uh, I got him the Icon, you know, float plane from Mike, you know, for his birthday. So he was right. excited about that. And I told him, I said, look, after your band practice today, maybe we'll go out and fly. He just texted me because he's marching in band. He goes, I don't think we'll be flying today in this heat. I'll just build stuff in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's it. Like, that's my kid changing, you know, deciding not to go out and fly. <laughs> usually, usually he's like, I'm just going to go outside and fly my plane around the parking lot or whatever you so, yeah, it's hot. It's hot, guys. When your own kids, on want wait in the
1: lake while he's flying. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in the, of the lake. <laughs> neck
0: deep. <laughs> Up to his neck in the pond. Yeah, just, just <laughs> throw the transmitter over his head.
2: Oh. <laughs> all right. I think we've tortured everybody enough on this episode. <laughs> uh, so, all right, guys. Uh, it's been fun as usual. Great to be back and uh, hanging out. So I think uh, we'll wrap things up. Ooh. Any last Anything words?
0: Doing, well this we'll try to do Snuffleupagus.
2: All right. Sounds good to me. That's Snuffle If you can Upagus. see if you like to see imaginary characters, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Well, Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time on the RC Roundtable. See ya. Bye guys. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com